we need people who are um, caring and compassionate and understanding and recognize that like, look, not everybody gets it, man. Like we all, we're all trying. We're all yeah. fucking trying. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to fuck my life up. Nobody does that. Come on. We all get up and we try to do our best. And some of us, you just can't figure it out. Give yourself a fucking break and give everyone yeah. else a break, man. Like, let's just fucking, we're a team, you know, like we're a team. We're in this together. We're the human fucking kind. Doesn't matter your skin color. Doesn't matter your sex. Doesn't matter. Fuck all. We're all the same. We're all in this together. So when you separate you from someone else, you are separating you from you. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, 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 indeed. We've got another podcast for you, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Way of the Artist. (laughs) You can't see this uh, for all you listeners out there, but sometimes the look that Brandon is giving me when I introduce these (laughs) these podcasts, it's like it's like a mix of of being entertained (laughs) But at the same time, just being so unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, everyone. And uh, we're excited about this podcast, as we are with all of our podcasts, but this one's nice and fresh. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the title, this was Brandon, this was your, I- your idea for this one. I said, that sounds like a great thing to get into. Let's sink our hands and teeth into this one. And it's about when you, for when you don't believe in yourself. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is a big one for everybody, whether you're an artist or not. Everybody goes through this. There's going to be times in your life where you just don't believe in yourself, where, I don't know, maybe you don't think you're good enough. Maybe you just don't think you qualify. Maybe you just don't think that what you want is ever going to happen or you're foolish to think that you could ever happen or it could ever happen for you. Um, one thing that I remember going through a lot when I was younger was I remember being like, well, I believe it's possible for other people. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know if it's possible for me. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And I think we all go through it. And that's something that I thought, you know, this would be good to talk about. This is something that we all need to just kind of like, we need to bite the bullet and face the fucking thing and like, look, look, (laughs) look down the barrel of this one, you know, because I just think you're gonna, you're gonna face it at some point and probably multiple times. Yeah. And so what do we do? How do we deal with it? How do we overcome it? Um, Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't know if there's any, there's no simple solutions to this one, but there are some potential perspectives that we can keep, you know, when we're in times like this, because yeah, man, when, like, when you don't believe in yourself and (laughs) this is so great for like, when you look at it from an artist's lens, because this is not an exclusive thing to artists, but artists are just in that position of, 
of having to put their shit out there. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're an artist, it means you have to create something, which means you have to do something original, which means it has to come from you, which means it has to go out there and people have to see it and people have to have their <laughs> their opinion of it. You know, like it's like it's it's a very vulnerable thing to do. But all of us as human beings, we're, we're putting ourselves out there in different ways and and we have different responsibilities, you know, like being a parent, you know, like involves very much this, mm. you know, like you are, you are nurturing and bringing up a human being, a, a, a life in the world. And there are moments when you're going to go, I don't know if I believe in, in myself to, to do this, yeah. to, to bring up a healthy, <laughs> you know, uh, a, child in in this world you know like there's all kinds of things entrepreneurs would understand this as well yeah um but it's like i just want everyone to just i just want us to sit with this whole thing of when you don't believe in yourself i mean that is uh that is a frightening sorrowing just heartbreaking bring you to your knees kind of thing to be going through, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's something that, that takes you completely apart. It, you know, it's, uh, to quote something from, from Brene Brown. I love this. She says like, uh, she has moments when she's not fit for human consumption. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, she has the recognition of when she's in a space like that and, and which point she actually makes sure that she's <laughs> not around for other people. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that when you don't believe in yourself can definitely constitute as a moment when you're not fit for human consumption for, for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be a moment to have a heart to heart and, and maybe be with yourself for a little bit. I think one thing to consider, and I might pass this on, is that when you don't believe in yourself, get in the habit of still doing the practice anyway. Like, don't, don't use that as an excuse not to do your practice. So like, for example, if you want to be a musician or something like just play the guitar or play your instrument or do whatever it is that you're going to do. Practice your lines if you're an actor. Write your script if you're a writer. But just do the thing. I think that's probably mm -hmm. the most important thing, and you will be so grateful to yourself if you do that. I went through a period in my life where I was extremely depressed, extremely defeated. Um, you know, I was at a point of major, major low, lowest I've ever been. And I still wrote every day. And I remember having this moment my discipline was so good. My state was so low, but my discipline was so good. And I remember having this day because I went, I was going through like, it was severe, man. I was going through a period of like, fuck man. Like, why am I even alive? Like, why does this even matter? Everything's fucked. Everything seems fucked. Nothing seems like it's ever going to work out for me. Nothing seems like it's working out at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it ever will. And I was like in just this major, majorly like low place of like whatever. But I remember having this moment where I was kind of like, I don't know. It's so, it's so weird to say because it's like, I'm in an entirely different place now. 
but like, I guess I was kind of sitting around contemplating suicide. Not that I was going to do it, but I was like contemplating like, okay, like what if I fucking off myself kind of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking so funny. It's so weird to say that, but like, no, I, I, that's where I was. I've, I, I can relate to that. It's because yeah, it's like, I've been in a space where I wasn't suicidal, where it wasn't like I was like right there about to do it or anything, but the, the way I best found to characterize it was like, it was in the room with me. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. It was, it was just around me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So continue, please. Well, many of the great philosophers actually say that, um, the contemplation of suicide is a very natural thing because it's actually you considering one of your options because it always is an option. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have this whole thing about society where everybody gets real scared around it. But like, I mean, look, we all know that we're going to die and we all know that we could end it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what is the line to where it becomes like dangerous to even consider it? Like you're not allowed to talk about that. You ever thought about it? Like, you know what I mean? But anyway, I, that's not the point. The point is I was basically at that point, but I hit this point and I'm like sitting there and I'm, I don't know what the hell was going on, but I'm thinking like, man, like what if I wasn't here and blah, blah, blah. And I thought I write every day though. I must, I must believe somewhere deep, deep down that there's a possibility. And so I think that practice is one of those things where it can save your life in the darkest moments, Mm. because if you're still willing to practice, it means that you have some tiny, if if almost invisible pilot light still going inside of you, because when you give up on everything, the likelihood of you giving up on it all is just so much greater. So if you can just keep one little thing alive and just keep practicing, keep doing it, keep putting effort, two things will happen. One is it will kind of reconfirm that you have a pilot light still alive in all this darkness. And when you get out of that darkness, you're going to be really fucking good at whatever you're practicing. Mm -hmm. You're going to be good at it. You're going to, you know, and here's the other thing bonus. You're going to have the capacity to do it when most people can't. Yeah. And that is the mark of a professional. That is the mark of a person with an incredible ability. And you know what? I'm not bragging. I have the fucking ability to write under any fucking circumstances so far in my life. Yeah. And I have met my worst moment. Now, I don't know. Maybe there is a worse moment. I don't even want to visit it, but I've been at my lowest and I still kept doing it. So what I can say is that if you are in a low moment, doesn't matter. You don't have to be the lowest, but if you're in a low moment and you can do it, man, you're going to get out of this and you're going to be so capable. So first of all, when you don't believe in yourself, do your practice, do your discipline, just do something a little bit every day a little bit, just, just a little bit, because that is enough to keep a heartbeat and a heartbeat, man, a heartbeat will keep you going. Yeah, man, there's, okay. So there's like, (laughs) there's, okay. There's a, there's a few things that I, I, I want to get into here with this. Um, first off is that like, you know, when you don't believe in yourself, sometimes it can be a prolonged thing. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a momentary thing. Yes. It can be as, brief as well. It can be a brief thing. I had a recent experience with that, with a, with a play I was doing and I was having a night where I was just like, man, like I'm just not, 
I don't feel like I'm doing anything great today. Like I don't feel connected to what's happening. I'm, I just feel like I'm saying lines right now and blah, 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 and fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And then it was just a point of acceptance of just being like, okay, okay, this is where I'm at, which is part of something that can be very useful, um, especially if, you know, you are in a position where you can still function, you know, and you can still do your job, you know, you're, you're still able to perform whatever task it is that you have to perform, but you're in this headspace, which can be a, a real challenge. Part of what can be helpful is to give yourself permission to be shit. Just like, <laughs> you just say, it's just like, okay, you know what? Like sometimes even if like, if it's a, if it's beforehand, before you've even started anything where you're staring down, like some job that you have to do, some task that you have to complete, or that, you know, some practice that you're trying to keep up with. And you're going, just like, well, it's going to be shit. It's going to be garbage. Yeah. It's just say, yeah, that's, yeah. All right. Write some garbage, play some garbage, just write, just do some garbage right now. Giving yourself sometimes permission to do that is, is, a, a terrific way to get over a hump to let yourself be shit because very often what you think is shit turns out to be really good after the fact or because of the fact that you managed to, to go ahead and take action anyhow is enough to lift you out of that place of I don't believe in myself mm-hmm. or suddenly like something comes out of it and you go it's like oh shit right I can do this mm-hmm. right <laughs> there's that element of it and There was another side of this, which is escaping me for the moment now. We're talking about sometimes it can be short, sometimes it can be long, sometimes you have to give yourself permission to be shit (laughs) when you don't believe in yourself. Um, There was... There was some, yeah, there was, there was There's totally something else. something else. All right. Well, I can't remember, right now, but you keep going and, and then maybe it'll come, come back. back. Yeah. And that happens. Um, but the, the other thing about believing in yourself, I mean, here's the other thing is everything is relative and you always have to keep this in mind in every area of your life. Everything is relative. So right now you might imagine, well, If I was a millionaire, everything would be good. But listen, if you became a millionaire, that would normalize. And then something would become that it would become relative to being a millionaire. So like your problems will chase you indefinitely until you actually face the problem. So you'll never fix the problem by changing the external world. And I know that there's lots of people out there who totally disagree with me, but it's like, when I make more money, I feel better. Yeah, you will feel better. Of course you'll feel better for some time and then it'll normalize and then it'll become relative and it will be in the same fucking problem over again. The only way to confront, I don't believe in myself is to look inside yourself and work out that. Now, I'm not saying that's easy. 
that's going to require humility. It's going to require some work. It's going to require some things. But one thing that you can, you can always do is you can always in the external world and just in your external life, you can always rely on your practices and your disciplines and your principles. Mm -hmm. Those things can always stay consistent. So like, like, look, there's some people who say, well, it's okay to steal when I can't feed my children or when I'm broke or whatever. Have the principle, for example, that it's never okay to steal. Because first of all, this is my, this is my belief. I believe that people don't believe in themselves because they don't believe themselves. Okay. So if you lie to yourself and then you tell yourself you're going to go do something, you're fucked. Right. Think about it. You already lied to yourself. There was something I learned when I was about 18, 19 years old. You can lie to the entire world and they'll believe you, but you're going to face the mirror at the end of the day and you won't. And that's all that matters. And that is every person's struggle. So you don't believe in yourself. The first humility pill that I want you to swallow is that you have lied to yourself and you have not made peace or repairs for the lie that you are living. So fix the lie, fix the problem. But yes, that's simple. Doing so not because humility is the toughest fucking pill to swallow in the world. There's no bigger pill. There's no harder pill to swallow. And the reason why is, especially in Western culture, in my belief, because we run our lives by ego. Mm -hmm. We have been taught to appear a certain way, to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to, and, and all the rewards are based on that. And yeah. so we get very, very caught up in needing to play the act. Yeah. And then you but that's why you can't believe in yourself because that's all a lie. Yeah. Well, I mean like the, yeah, it's, it's interesting because like humility is very challenging to initiate, but when you actually find it, it's like, it is your saving grace. Like it's like, it's, you welcome it with open arms because humility just, yeah, it is. It's one of those things of like the pride and the ego kind of melts away with it. And, and you find a different path, a new perspective on what's going on. I did remember what I was going to talk about. And it was actually a story that I wanted to, uh, to share about a friend of mine who, um, you know, is here from, from another country and, uh, and was, you know, making his life, you know, out here and went through like a, a really tough breakup, you know, with someone. And he, he was in a pretty bad spot. He was in a really rough spot. And he used to go to yoga. And uh, I, I think like maybe like a couple times a week or something, he would go to yoga. And during this process, like right after this breakup, he was just like, I'm going to yoga every single day for the next 30 days. And I was like, that's great like do it, like keep up with it. Right. And, and he did it. 
you know, and, and it was something that you had said early on in this conversation, oh, practice is which is like the practice. And, and it's like, you know, was that like, is, was he like a yoga teacher or a yogi? No, no. He was just like a guy who liked, you know, doing some yoga. Right. But sometimes when you're in that place of like not believing in yourself, being really down, it's, you find that thing you find just that thing to just help you just like for that next step, Mm -hmm. that next slow step or whatever. And for him, it was just like, I'm going to yoga every single day for this month. And at the end of that month, was everything resolved? No, of course not. But he was in a better place than he was at the beginning. Mm You know, it was like he, he had, through that time, he managed to, to show himself that he could carry on, commit himself to doing something, right? And in, in a way, it's just like being able to do something like that shows, gives you faith in yourself, mm-hmm. gives you belief in yourself. It's just like, look, I can, I can still do something. Even when you feel like you don't want to do anything, mm-hmm. you just want to like hole off and, you know, from the, the whole world and, and disappear. Right. That was, yeah. So that was just what I wanted to add on to one of your earlier points. It brings up a good point, you know, not shutting down entirely and stopping all action because action is part of expression and it's part of putting yourself out there. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, interesting the way this conversation is unfolding and and seems to be unfolding because it's one of those things where like if you're listening to this conversation either you're in it or you know it's going to happen and you're honest enough with yourself to know like okay I'm going to face a time where I don't believe in myself or I've done it before and like what do I do next time you know you or you're there and you're like fuck what do I do I just I'm fucking in it yeah um and What's interesting is we're kind of giving a bit of practical advice here. One is like apply yourself to whatever is interesting to you, you know, your art Mm -hmm. or something that you feel will, I don't know, give you a certain amount of peace or whatever. Because I think that, you know, one thing to remind yourself of when you're in a place of I don't believe in myself is that it is temporary. And if you can kind of say to yourself, this too shall pass type of idea Mm -hmm. that this is a moment that I'm in and this moment, I don't know how long it's going to last. It might last a little while. It might just be for today, but I'm in it. And you can kind of be like, okay, this will pass. That will give you a certain amount of peace already. Um, yeah. When you start getting caught up in the story, like, well, I'll never believe in myself and like, like, don't, don't go down that road. You know? Um, the other thing too, is that believing in yourself I think that what happens for people, and I think what happens for me, is that when I do it, I'm trying to do far too much too soon. And I find that if I pare it back a little bit, and I do little things that give me a little bit of confidence, like, um, this might sound silly and stupid to someone, but like when I was really depressed, getting out of the house, going to the cafe, having a conversation with like the baristas and having a meal and doing some writing in a cafe 
was a huge, huge win for me for the day. Because yeah. otherwise, I would have stayed inside all day. I would have slept. I would have played video games or done anything I could to just try to feel better. But getting myself out, and you know, that can be so important. And I yeah. feel like every chance you can get to just kind of take some action. Now, not not distraction, but some action that goes towards something. Like when I was depressed, I felt like my friendships were mostly gone. I mean, you and I had developed our friendship, but like we weren't hanging out every moment. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of time I was alone. Um, you know, I felt like I was rebuilding my life. Um, a lot of what I just wanted was to connect with people. But I felt like I didn't really have anyone to connect with. I didn't feel like I had money to like go out and like do a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. I was in a, in a funk. Um, but, you know, putting myself out there, like just getting out and communicating with some other people was just so important. And like, I look at my life now and I almost can't believe that I was even there. Hmm. That's how much growth has occurred. Yeah. It's fascinating to me because when I was in it, I honestly can tell you that there were days for sure where I didn't know if it would ever end. It felt fucking like forever yeah. and it felt like it was lasting forever. And then I felt like I was out of it and then I felt like I was right back fucking in it. You know, um, look, I don't know what you're going through if you're on the other end of this, but like, I can tell you this. I fucking faced the valley of death. I faced <laughs> it. I walked through it and somehow I got out of it. And I look back at myself at that place and it almost is like a movie I watched of some guy who went through that. It doesn't even seem like me anymore in some ways, but like that happened. And the, the ways that I got out of it was one, I had a discipline and a practice every day, which was to write. And as much as I possibly could, which was almost every day, get out and talk to somebody. And then, uh, two is that I started taking my humility pills. <laughs> I started being really honest with myself. Like, yeah. Fuck. I'm sad. I'm sad. And it's okay. I didn't make a story about it. I didn't blame anybody about it. I just said, I'm just sad. I'm sad. I don't have my friends anymore. I'm sad that this thing didn't work out. I'm sad that this relationship didn't pan out the way I hoped. I'm sad about it. And I was just honest about it. And I said, you know, um, and I started to be like, I brought those things into my life. That's where I was at in my life to bring those things into my life. And I said, I'm going to be a person that doesn't bring that stuff in my life. And then, you know what? I started bringing in really cool people. I started doing a little bit more cool things. And then slowly now, like I'm living at like almost the penthouse of like a building that's just fucking beautiful with floor to ceiling windows. And I come home every day and I'm like, fuck, this place is beautiful. And, you know, uh, on the side, I'm working out some deals on, on, you know, making some films and doing my shit. And I'm just like, fuck man, yeah. like I've, I've turned my life around, you know? Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen overnight. And, yeah. and, and, and I can say like, I believe in myself, but in a far different way than I ever thought I needed to, but it was just built like little brick by little brick. So, um, I don't know where you're at. And all I'm saying is that, um, everything begins little brick by little brick and it's very foundational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of interesting things for me that you, you bring up in there. And one is this, like you're saying like with, with change, 
a perspective that's been useful for me in times when I'm down is that just like this will change and it it's going to change because I actually have no control over that. Right. Because that's just the nature of everything. Great point. This like, like <laughs> it's like, you don't have to worry about whether or not this will change. It will change because that's life. Yeah. That life is change. So <laughs> in some ways you can not stress so much about, about that whole side it. of it. Yeah. Um, another thing for me that often helps lend perspective for me is that it's just like, I am not the first to have walked this path. I am not the first person to have been in this place. This path is well-worn by many people throughout history. I'm a part of a long-standing tradition. <laughs> <laughs> and in some ways, that's always like a, like it's, yeah, it's, it's not point. just comforting. Like it's comforting, but it's also, there's a wisdom to it. It's like, right. Hmm. This is a well-trod path that has happened. And I guess for me, where, where I go from there is that I start to pay attention a little bit more then, where it's just like, okay, this is the place where I'm at. Like you're saying, accepting where I'm at. I feel this way. I feel that way. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel disappointed. I feel, you know, just the, the depths to which that is. But then there's an opportunity to, to really discover something else, to discover um, some, some tired belief that we're carrying, some, mm. some old pattern of living that, that doesn't serve us at all. And we can start to make new decisions and, and new choices. And again, this will, will all change. This is all going to unfold into something else. Right. But there's always usually some kind of beautiful wisdom that comes out of, I don't believe in myself. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that very often a, a sort of a crisis in faith, sometimes is what I call these things too, which, I mean, I don't mean that in a, an exclusively religious sense <laughs> at all, <laughs> but I mean, like one of my biggest quote unquote crisis of faith was when I didn't know if I wanted to be an actor anymore. Yeah. You know, like when I didn't love what I was doing, I, I didn't, and, and it was all that I had known and I had to just completely step away from it and, and get my bearings. You know, it was a scary and, um, you know, time of kind of upheaval in my, in my life. But I call that a crisis of faith, you know, because this thing that was such a solid thing for me was no longer such a solid thing. It was crumbling in my hands, mm -hmm. you know, like before my very eyes is what it felt like. But through that process, that sort of transmutation, there's, there's a whole thing that happens there of, of personal growth and, and evolution and becoming wiser, becoming clearer. I mean, on our last episode, we talked a lot about, um, you know, the place of silence and that's kind of what, what, I don't believe in myself can bring us to is, is to a place of, of deep, deep silence, not in the literal sense, but like an, an internal silence that makes things so clear that, that we can see how silly some of the things that we're doing and pursuing are, and we can just clear them out like that. 
You know, like it's just, there's not even a question anymore. It's just like, no, that's just done. Yeah. I'm done with that. And I'm going in this direction now because that's the only thing that makes sense to me right now. And that's like, that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. That's an incredibly beautiful thing. I mean, I remember just in a conversation that we had one time that was not recorded, you know, you were, you were telling me about how all of these very hard experiences that you had had, um, led you to, I'm going to paraphrase what you had said, I guess, because I can't remember specifically, but it was, these things had led you to hearing your own voice Mm. a bit better. And I thought to myself, well, then it was all worth it. Yeah. You know, it's just like anything that you go through and experience in your life that brings you to a place where you can actually hear your real authentic voice speaking to you, it was, it's worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. And the place of, I don't believe in myself. I guarantee you there is a voice inside of you that is speaking something to you. It is trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And when you hear it, your whole fucking life is going to change Yeah, for the better. So that's something to like, that's what I mean when you say pay attention when this stuff happens, you know, like it, because you want to hear that thing speaking to you, that that's the bizarre gift that these, that these situations provide. That's the opportunity that is there is that there is, there is clarity. There is, um, there is a more authentic you that is lying on the other side of this thing. Mm -hmm. Your truth, your honest self is incredibly valuable because most people are not really being honest. And this is the, the huge vulnerability of this time, I believe, is that to be honest to be truthful, to, 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 to bear your soul in, in front of the world, in a world that's lying and acting so much better than they are is such a vulnerable thing to do. But it becomes quite simple when you recognize that most people are full of shit. But here's the thing, like, look, I'm not, I'm not knocking on anyone. This society, this culture teaches us to pretend it teaches us to be fake. Look, maybe this is my opinion. I, I don't know. But when I have seen th- incredible work, when, when I look at the people who um, lead society in the sense that they make the greatest impact and they make a difference, they just have a way of just being truthful and just being honest. And they, you know, um, you don't necessarily get to control certain things in the world. Like there's just things you don't control. And sometimes you can be a pawn manipulated by other people, put in a position and used to make money. And some people will call that fame and success. I call that puppetry, but you might want to be a puppet right now for somebody else. And here's the thing. You're basically looking at it going like, I don't 
know or believe if someone's going to pick me to be their puppet, to be their success puppet, to make their money off of me. I mean, so there's so many people who are famous who don't run their own lives. And if you begin to understand the entertainment industry, for example, you're going to start to see this all over the place. And I worked with an actress. She's really talented and brilliant, but like for most of her career thus far, no one ever saw how brilliant she was. And she, she was very cool because she recognized that she was being used, but she was benefiting from that. But the thing is, is also she recognized how like kind of lucky she was because Mm -hmm. it's really like, I mean, she's a beautiful girl, but she recognized that like there's many beautiful girls out there and it's just the, she just happened to be the one that was chosen. And, but while she was in that position, she couldn't necessarily be her truth. Like it was like, Mm -hmm. she was like, people are like, don't kid yourself. People are making money off of you when you're famous. Yeah. And so like, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause I never understood this when I was younger. I just desperately wanted to be famous and I thought that was success. And I thought that was so important. But what I came to realize as I matured and got older was that, um, you know, a lot of what makes a person success in the, um, entertainment industry, quote unquote, is that someone can make money off of them. And so, you know, you, if you start to like kind of look into this, you'll begin to see there's a lot of like musicians, for example, who created great work that never made much money from their work yeah. because some, uh, you know, producer, some, someone basically took advantage of them. this. This happens so much. You have no fucking idea, right? Yeah. Like, like, like for a younger audience, right? So like your equation of trying to go, like, I don't believe in myself the other thing to consider is that you might not necessarily understand the game that's being played. And so part of you is recognizing that like there, your entire life could be like on a gamble, like waiting for someone to choose you. Mm -hmm. And if you're waiting for someone else to choose you, like you're going to go through a lot of struggle of like, do you believe in yourself? And, and I think that there's a lot of like, for example, Hollywood hopefuls that are like waiting for that moment to be chosen. And if that's how you're doing life, like, look, 98% of you are going to be unhappy. (laughs) That's just the odds Mm -hmm. because 2% of you or 1% or half a percent are going to get chosen and the rest of you are not. So it's a losing game. And basically what you're banking on is like the one in a whatever chance that you're going to get chosen. I, I think that going through a, a, a existential crisis or a crisis of faith of, I don't believe in myself is a moment for you to be like, I'm going to take more responsibility of this. I'm going to take more control of this and not rely on someone else or something else to make this work for me. I actually think it's a gift. Yeah. I think if you reframe it in your mind, you might see a possibility and an opportunity rather than a, a, de- a depressive kind of idea. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There was something that you said at the, at the beginning of that, that I wanted to, I want to just touch back on, which was, you know, it's like, yes, there are a lot of people who are out there lying, who are being disingenuous and, uh, to me, the, the place where to be, 
begin to be healthy with that reality is to first see how we are that exact same thing. Hmm. And sometimes like, like we're saying like this, when you don't believe in yourself, it's often comes with this, this re-understanding of who you are. And very often that's with an understanding of how you've been lying to people, you know, how, how we have been, um, dishonest how you know and not not in a malicious way necessarily you know it's like it's very often it's just like we're just doing what we feel we have to do to most, most to lies survive that's usually what it what it is most lies are very innocent but yeah it no less has a very real consequence to it and these moments of being in in a very low spot. I don't believe in myself. And we can, when we can get to that moment of, of clarity and see how we've been lying to ourselves, which also usually means that we've been lying to other people as well, means that then we can see that how the lying that's going on around us too, we can empathize with that. We can have compassion for it. It's opposed to being angry about that because I don't think that's a good solution to this either. It's not just about like the world is lying to you and the world is full of, you know, people who are full of shit and whatever and all this. It's like that's, it's good to be aware that people are lying, but also, but we can understand from places like, but they're also lying to themselves just in the same way that I was lying to myself and lying to other people. I didn't mean to hurt anybody with it. I didn't mean to hurt myself with it, but it took time for me to realize that's uh, that I was doing that, that that was happening. Mm -hmm. And you can find that forgiveness for yourself and then you can forgive other people for doing it because that's actually the only way that you can not be abused by it. Yeah. You know, because even if, you can sense people lying, you know, and being disingenuine to you. If you're becoming really angry about it, it's still, you're still being hurt by it. You're still being hurt by it. And it's only through that element of being able to find that element of forgiveness that you can actually um, do something healthy about it, right? You forgiveness, can forgiveness is one of the humility pills. Yeah. Forgiveness is a humility pill because forgiveness comes from recognizing that you are the very thing that you don't like. Yeah. You are, it's, you are it. Like it is, it is you. You, you. The thing is, is what's, I mean, and, and we don't necessarily talk about all the psychology of it, but like you only know somebody else through yourself. Yeah. So when you assume bad intent, it's because bad intent is in you, man. Like there's no, uh, there's no like way around it. Like when you assume any type of intent in someone else without, you know, without clarifying it, like, like they're, they're like it, in a weird way, when you like, if someone has bad intent, they say, I have bad intent. Like they, they are like a, a criminal or someone like that. There's almost a certain kind of like, wow, the fascination almost. It's not even like an upset. It's like, wow, like that's how your world works. Like, wow. Yeah. But the thing is, the reason why you don't get upset about that is because it's so far removed from your internal world that you don't, 
you don't even really comprehend how that works for them. But when it upsets you, it's actually very close to your internal world. It's a sign that it's close to you. So, you know, this happens all the time. Someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, that fucking asshole didn't give a shit about me and blah, blah, blah. Like, like that fucking didn't care. You know, it's like you assume that because if you did that, that's how you would do it. That isn't necessarily how they're doing it, you know? And if you begin to recognize that you have within you all the darkness and ugliness that you see in the world, you can begin to make peace with the world and understand that other people have succumbed to it. Whereas maybe you're trying not to, but don't sit on your high horse and say like, I'm better than you. Cause I didn't succumb to it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's funny because like if you throw enough of a certain thing in front of somebody and you say like, would you do this for that? Like, for example, there's a, there's a test you can do. It's like, would you rip the wings off of a very rare or, or butterfly for a million dollars? And some people will say, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. Some people will be like, Oh, I don't know. Um, like some people have a recognition of their effects and some people don't. And I guarantee you at some point in your life, you did not have a recognition of your effects on the world. So when you're judging someone for not having a recognition, that's like almost like, like not giving them a chance. Like that's like saying like that person is just like obsolete now. Mm -hmm. Like when we look at like, we're so good with, as a culture, like we're so good with children. We have a certain kind of respect but we're all just children. We're all just grown up mm-hmm. children. <laughs> and some of us had fantastic, incredible, amazing parents and mentors and teachers and coaches and schools and blah, blah, blah. And some of us didn't, yeah. some of us didn't even have parents. And no matter what, you know it what wasn't I mean? perfect. Right. For anyone. It wasn't perfect for anybody, but like, it's like, you know, just because you have the awareness, don't, don't run around in the world sitting on your high horse going like everyone else should have it. You know, you have to have a kind of a, like a a compassion. And like, the thing is, is like when you don't have a compassion and a forgiveness, that sword doesn't cut the other person. It cuts you. And like, so let's say ironic, this is what I'm getting to is you could have all the best teaching, mentoring, coaching, whatever you want, and still not believe in yourself. And the not believing in yourself is really in, in my opinion, it's a symptom of something else internal. Yeah. And until you face the internal thing, you will not resolve the symptom maybe temporarily, but not indefinitely. And so the work for all of us is to look within and be honest and to find forgiveness and compassion and humility, humanness within ourselves. And that helps us project it onto others. Um, it also makes us better parents. It makes us better coaches and teachers and mentors and that's what the world needs, man. The world needs better coaches, teachers, and mentors, in my opinion. Um, we need people who are um, caring and compassionate, understanding, and recognize that, like, look, not everybody gets it, man. Like, we all, we're all trying. We're all yeah. fucking trying. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to fuck my life up. Nobody does that. Come on. We all get up and we try to do our best. And some of us, you just can't figure it out. Give yourself a fucking break and give everyone yeah. else a break, man. Like, let's just fucking, we're a team. You know, like 
We're a team. We're in this together. We're the human fucking kind. Doesn't matter your skin color. Doesn't matter your sex. Doesn't matter. Fuck all. We're all the same. We're all in this together. So when you separate you from someone else, you are separating you from you and just get that through your head, get that through your heart. Like your lack of belief in yourself is your lack of belief in the whole. You are a product of the whole. Alan Watts would say that you are a product of your environment. And I agree with that. So when you blame your environment, you are your environment mm-hmm. and your environment is you. So yeah. it doesn't matter. You can't escape it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went yeah. off. I got a little no, angry that was, about that it, was but great. I mean it. Like I love, I, was, I like, I love our audience that you guys listen and you stay with me when I fucking rant, but I love that you're here and I just want, I just want the fucking best for you. That's no, that, all I want. That, you know? that, no, that was great. That was, <laughs> that, that's one of my, I think that might be up there in one of my top favorite rants for me. Brandon. That was right there. I was like, well, we just like, let's just sign off right now. Like that, that's it. Like, oh man, I get lit it, up man. sometimes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's anything better to be said after Thanks, after all that. of that. Like, cool. really, it just seems like it's going to be anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. I don't know, man. Like, I just fucking, like, I, I, I just fucking love, I love artistry, man. And I love it when people can just, like, find their love and their passion and they can just express it and be it and be in their joy. Like, I just want that so much for fucking everybody Mm -hmm. and myself included. And, you know, and I think like for me, uh, I, I only use my kind of like anger as a passion. It's like a fiery thing. It's like, I just, these are the things I wish I was told when I was younger because they would have just helped me a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason why I say it the way I do is because that's what it would have took for me to hear it. And I don't know if our audience necessarily, like, I don't know if that helps you. I, I'm not sure. I'm doing my best, honestly. But, like, this is the way I needed to hear it. So I think that's yeah. why I share it that way with other no, people. No, it's great. You don't yeah. need to, you don't need to, to just, yeah. validate yourself, no. you know? Like, it's, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm glad it landed though. That's good. No, that was, that was, that was beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a little break here. We're we're drinking another beer on this podcast as we do tradition. Mm -hmm. Um, Just spur it on. You got another one for us. Yes. So you introduce it. Yep. So uh, this is another one from Parallel 49 Brewing Company here in Vancouver, BC. And this one's just their craft pale ale. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. Another tasty one. You know, they consistently knock it out pretty good. Yeah, it's it's like you can feel fairly confident in whatever they they put out. It's I feel just, like you know every craft brewery kind of needs a good pale ale, a good craft like a good uh, a good craft pale ale, a good lager, and a good IPA or you know something like that, right? Yeah. And that's one of those things. I think that's why Parallel Forty Nine is just like such a solid craft beer company. They just have a few. Like, I mean, they have a lot of different beers, Yeah. but they knock out some really good ones and you can be happy with them. You know what yeah, I mean? They're just like, they're consistently like they'll, they will do you no wrong. Yeah. I yeah. don't even like to compare beers because it's like, I mean, it's so hard to do because every beer company has its own thing. But right now I can say I'm enjoying this beer and it's, yeah. it's been good. Um, all right. <laughs> 
what else we got to say? I mean, well, I, I just wanted to f- uh, feed off of something you had said, um, said there, which was that, you know, you were, you were just saying how, how much you get fired up about other people, you know, being passionate and doing their thing. And, and it's like, yeah, like for sure. Like, because there is just, there is so much joy in doing fully what you love to do, but there's also so much joy for the world to see you doing what you love to Mm. do. Like, you know, that's, that's the, like a beautiful sort of trade that happens there. It's like, you're doing what you love to do and we get to, to see you do what you love to do, you know, like, and that's like, and that's, that's a joy for, for us as an audience, you know, like there's just something so, uh, extraordinary and incredible. I mean, one of the reasons why I love, uh, teaching some of the work that I teach is that it fosters and facilitates people to do incredible things, you know, that I haven't done you know, like that these people are doing, I have very little involvement in what's actually happening, (laughs) but I get to see it happen. Mm -hmm. I get to see true acts of just incredible, spontaneous, beautiful creation happen in front of me. And that's like, it's so extraordinary and so incredible that it's like, it's so, it's so much joy for me to, to just, just witness it, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I know this is maybe a little bit, we've kind of maybe deviated a little bit from where we, we started, but I'm sure it's related somehow. (laughs) It's all related. It's all related. It's all grist for the mill, including the mill, as you, (laughs) as you told me. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I honestly, I feel like you've, you kind of said it all there at, uh, at, at the end of it, you well, know, it's, okay. but let's, let's, yeah, let's maybe just say a couple of things that, that stuck out for, for us in this one and, and we'll, we'll call it a day. Sure. That sounds good. Um, I'll, I'll start. So if you don't believe in yourself, I, I, my opinion is that you are not being and living truthfully as yourself. I I think that it is a lie of who you're trying to be or act as or whatever. There's some false thing going on and and it's a symptom of lie. It's a symptom of um, deception of self. And I want to say further that it's innocent, most likely. You're not doing it because you mean to. You're, you're, you're probably unconscious that you're even doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's not a judgment. You're not a bad person. You're not a bad person. And, and, and also, uh, you mentioned something like many people have walked this path before. This, this is, we're all in on this with you, man. <laughs> like, we're all doing it. Like, if I can, like, calling myself out is, a, is an act of, you know, fucking takes a tremendous amount of honor and integrity, but it's a constant thing to do. And I just want to say, like, if you can be honest with yourself and you can call yourself up and say, yeah, I'm being a fucking bunch of bullshit. If you can do that and you can laugh at it, then you're winning at life, in my opinion, because you're just opening the door to fucking massive possibility. 
Um, and just understand that we're all in this with you. Like we're all doing this, right? And um, there's a lot of pressure to be more than you are in this society, in this culture. And it's not your fault. I mean, this is the society and culture we created. And I think that there is a call to action for everybody right now. We all kind of want to change it. We all kind of want to be a little more truthful. Um, we, you know, not everybody maybe, but most people, I think we, or at least if you're here and there's an access point, I believe when you become honest with yourself, where you get granted the ability of freedom. And actually, you know, there's a quote that I'm going to read out to everybody because I think it's just so powerful. And I think it actually sums this up so well. It's this. A man will be imprisoned in a room with a door that's unlocked and opens inwards as long as it does not occur to him to pull rather than push. And that's by Ludwig Wittgenstein. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but I think that is such a, such a great quote because within you, the things usually that you're trying to push away are the thing that lock you away from yourself. If you opened the door to those things, if you walked in and you visited with them and you were honest with them, you would gain a freedom that is so profound to you, you wouldn't even know what to do with it at first. And I, I think that the society that we live in and the culture we live in is constantly telling us, push it away, have a smoke, have a drink, watch some TV, do this thing. And not, not that any of those things in and of themselves are bad, but just here's all these ways to push it away, push it away, push it away. And if you just said, look, I'm fucking angry. I'm going to go towards anger and I'm going to look at anger and we're going to figure out why I'm angry. And we're going to go into this and we're going to be angry and we're going to let it happen. And I'm not going to pretend I'm not angry and be passive aggressive. You're going to find out something. And you're going to find out a truth and then you're going to get at one truth and you get another truth and you get another truth. And all of a sudden you're going to start to go like, this is me. And that is going to be really fucking cool because we don't know what that is. And probably neither do you. And isn't that fucking exciting? Like, think about this up to this point, you think, you know, yourself, but what if you are this whole universe to discover that you just have not open the door to yet. I think that's incredible. And I think that is the access point to believing in yourself because the only thing that holds you from believing yourself is that you push yourself away. And that's why you can't believe in it. Cause you don't even let yourself be you. So there you go. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> um, go I was it. looking for a quote myself because this whole thing was making me think of a, of a quote and I can't find it now. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but it's so good. I know who it's from. It's from Joseph, Joseph Campbell. Yeah. I'm not going to try and do one of my garbage, um, you know, retellings of it because it's like one that's like you have to say it so specifically. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just going to go to what stood to me. It's like, yeah, like this This is a well-trod path as you recapped. You know, like we've been here before. You're not alone in all of this and don't make yourself alone in all of it. Um, you know, give yourself permission to be mediocre 
<laughs> give yourself permission to be kind of shit, you know, and, but, but carry on, keep creating, keep doing things with, and you might surprise yourself. There is, um, yeah, there is the potential for real true wisdom to emerge on the other side of this. If you pay attention to it, if you have the understanding that this is changing and that there is something that is trying to speak to you in this moment of, I don't believe in myself. And yeah, it, it, yeah. If, Cause it's a funny thing is that like, if you begin to listen to that, what, whatever is trying to communicate to you in that place of, I don't believe in myself, you're actually going to find the clarity and the wisdom that is going to give you the direction that will be like, I believe in myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what it has to offer. It offers its opposite, you know, like it's, but if you have to take the time to, to be with yourself, to be in that space and to listen to whatever that discomfort is telling you, you know, to, to clear out the shit that, that the, to clear out the old and so that you can welcome something new. It is, it is a dying process. Mm. You know, like it is, we are constantly in this flow, you know, life and death is not something that's just like happens at, at, you know, the start of your life. And then at the end of your life, we go through this process over and over and over again in our lives. We die to the person we were before and we have new life in as, as something else. Well, just like what I shared earlier, I mean, the person who was um, at the place of contemplating the value of his life to be where I am now, I almost don't even feel like I lived that life in some ways because it's yeah. so distant. Like that person that I was at that time literally died yeah. and in a beautiful way, but, but also yeah. like, it's kind of like, it's kind of wild when you think about it, like you can literally transform, transmute yourself yeah. into a new person. And so like, actually, I want to say this, if you don't believe in yourself right now, that might be because the person you are right now needs to die in a yeah. sense that metaphorically needs to die so that you can be reborn into your true self, your new self, your, your more authentic being. And, um, yeah, maybe that's what this is. Like maybe, um, the, I don't believe in myself is a sign of transformation. Yeah. It's a sign of, it definitely is a sign of transformation. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's 100%. what I'm realizing in this conversation. <laughs> I mean, I just realized that, I mean, it must be because yeah. like it's, it really is just a symptom. Yeah. Nobody, there's nobody who isn't valid. There's nobody who isn't, um, a, a universe of a being. And I mean, look, some people might not agree with me, but that's just your judgment, guys. Like mm -hmm. we are all, are all a whole universe. And, you know, for you to um, kind of become your next butterfly self, your next thing, I mean, maybe not believing in yourself is recognizing that this thing you're trying to be now is not working. And that's what's giving you the pain point to transform yourself into the next. That's, that's kind of the awareness that I'm coming across on this mm -hmm. talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like it's a sign of transformation and 
you know, it's, it's not exciting. necessarily, yeah, it's exciting. It doesn't mean it won't necessarily be uncomfortable. It can definitely be uncomfortable. And like with anything, there might be a grieving process that is required through that. But you've got to, instead of resisting that process, if you open up to that process, it becomes a lot less painful and you can get on with living a fuller life much quicker. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.